broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, the first show officially for 2022. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Rob Rothfarb, joining me from beautiful Southern California. And I know it's beautiful out there again now, Rob. It's uh, it's that time of year. I watch the Rose Parade. I know it's beautiful, right? It's a balmy 53 degrees. My daughter brought me a white hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I love it. A balmy 53. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. I made it uh, up to to Denver for the last couple of weeks and and, um, watched the uh, New Year's Eve game between Denver, the University of Denver, and uh, Alaska Fairbanks. And then I made the crazy move of trying to drive home on New Year's Day after about six inches of snow. And uh, I had a white knuckle ride from uh, Denver to Albuquerque. It was supposed to be six and a half hours. Took us uh, more like eight and a half hours. Um, got into Albuquerque, got a good night's sleep, and then got sunshine all the way from Albuquerque to uh, Phoenix and was able to watch the Sun Devils take on Cornell and actually sweep Cornell um, last night. So um, that, that's how my New Year's went. How about you? Uh, well, uh, let's see. I went to Vegas for some uh, football action. On the 31st. Do we want to talk about the results of that, or we just want to just say you, you, you went to for some football? You know what? I, I'm not too upset. I wasn't expecting much, and my, one of my daughter's best friends is a uh, defensive back for Wisconsin, uh, so I got to see him play live in a ball game, which was really cool. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. And then we drove home and found out that my son has COVID. So, jeez. Uh, oh, yeah. Symptomatic or asymptomatic? More asymptomatic. He had a scratchy throat, and that's about it. Uh, so, but we found that on the way home from Vegas. So, you know, we've been quarantining for the last few days and, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, hopefully by Wednesday we took, we all took tests today. Uh, cause it's been, you know, cause it was a few days before that, that he was symptomatic. If you want to call it that with having a scratchy throat. Uh, and now we're just waiting. So. It's all fun. And just a, a ridiculous <laughs> number of cases here, like over 14,000 today in the state of Arizona, which was second only to a date about a little over a year ago uh, in 2021 when the uh, the virus is at its highest. So I think the vaccines are doing some good in keeping people out of the hospitals for the most part, but goodness gracious, this stuff isn't going away. And all we have to do is look at the NHL and see PPD, PPD, yep. game played, PPD, game played, PPD. Yep. <laughs> uh, your Rangers are the only ones playing, and they just beat the Oilers. Yes, they did, 4-1, and they uh, now have won three in a row after a bad loss in Florida against the Panthers. Uh, you know, I, I think they took over first in the uh, Metropolitan, but I think uh, Carolina has a couple games in hand. Yeah, I mean, and we know now that the NHL players are not going to the Olympics, so that means there's a, a window to put some games together. But somebody was asking me this the other day. Um, for example, the Colorado Avalanche have missed seven games, a minimum that I know of, uh, seven in a row, actually. Um, so they got to make those up. And even that three-week window is starting to tighten now because if you start talking three games a week right. for three weeks, you can only play nine games, and that's right. a lot of hockey. That is, especially since it was supposed to be a break time. <laughs> yeah, so, so much for the break, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I also think I think they honestly should cancel the All-Star game and not worry about that. And it's another chance for COVID to be spread and whatnot. I just – I just, Here comes the hate mail from Vegas. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, I get that. But you know what? They'll re, they'll make it up. They'll give it to them next year or the year after. They'll Just like they do with the Super Bowl, you know, when, when one team loses it for whatever reason. So I just think that just for, just to make sure the season gets played and the, doesn't have to get delayed and pushed back. I don't know. I, the, I, I, I tend to agree with you from the standpoint that we watch what happened in the world junior championships. Yep. Um, they started, they stopped, then finally yep. they ended and right. they never got any farther. And uh, it's a terrible thing, but it is what it is with this, with this virus. You just got to err on the side of caution and, uh, and if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. But um, things are starting to get back up, and they're trying to play again, at least here in the States. But uh, just your thoughts on the NHL right now and where they're at as far as uh, getting games played. Uh, well, they, 
it shows you with the break that they're going to try to get as many games, but the more they cancel, the harder it is, like you said, to make up all the games. You know, I just think they just they want to keep plowing along and, and going forward as much as possible. And that's why they added the taxi squads, which is new since the last time we talked. So uh, they're, they're doing everything in their power to make it easier if they have COVID cases. Uh, what did I see? Ten stars are out for COVID uh, protocol Monday. I mean, you know, stars, you know, you said it's Senator's cracking game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, now in, games impacted up to 91. Like you said, the window is getting really small to make up all these games. It really is because then you got to start talking about if you're playing too many games, are you going to risk injury? And when does the players union step in and say, Hey, we're not going to let our guys do this. And, and when do the owners say, Hey, we have to play, we need the revenue and um, God forbid we end up like uh, some of the games in Canada or maybe all the games in Canada where if they play, there's no fans and gee, we don't want to go back to that again. Right. No, no, that's the last thing anybody wants is to go back to that. And I think that, uh, you know, they might be jumping a gun a little bit in Canada. I think they were one of the first ones to uh, do the no fans. So I just I think that they just need to, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. And, you know, yeah, COVID cases are uh, on the rise a little bit again. But you know what? If it's the Omicron, honestly, it's it's one of those that it's not going to do much damage if it also promotes vaccination again. Get vaccinated, get boosted, and this way, you know what? Even if you get it, the the symptoms are less, and also the repercussions are less. Yeah, great point. Um, we got a great guest coming on tonight, and we're going to spend a majority of the show uh, doing a little tribute to Matt Shot, the uh, young thirty four year old. Uh, from right here in Arizona that lost his life to uh, cancer, a very short battle of cancer, only about 10, 12 months. But um, one of the guys that worked very, very closely with him as his time uh, with the Arizona Coyotes, Aaron Cohn, the former president and CEO, is uh, gracious enough to join us tonight and here in about, oh, seven minutes or so. And uh, so we're going to dedicate it to Matt. They're going to have a nice uh, tribute and uh, celebration of life right out at Gila River Arena, which was Matt's uh, real home. <laughs> that's where he spent most of his time is right there in Gila River. So uh, no better place to do it. Uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to uh, to that conversation in a minute. Before we get to that, I thought maybe we should uh, get, let people know where everything stands in the Pacific Division of the uh, NHL. That's our number one uh, division. Of course, the Coyotes and uh, Colorado are also in our coverage area, so we'll touch on them. But, um, Rob, if I said Vegas was leading by four points right now, <laughs> what would you have said a couple of months ago? Hello? Yeah, are you still, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Here. I didn't hear a word. I just heard a little a little uh, breaking up. So so go ahead. Yeah. If I had told you two months ago, Rob, that Vegas, with all their injuries, uh, on January 3rd would have 45 points and be leading the Pacific by four points, what would you have told me? Uh, that Edmonton would have to go on a two nine and one oh, sure. stretch, sure. and Calgary would have to go on a four five and one stretch, and Anaheim would have to you know play five hundred hockey, and you know, and Vegas could make their climb. <laughs> uh, but how about Vegas in the last ten seven two and one? Uh, they're playing without Pacioretty again now. They still haven't got Eichel for that trade. Um, it was funny last night, Rob, because I was sitting in the press box at Oceanside. Uh, okay, I wasn't sitting. I was standing and trying to stay warm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, sitting next to me was a uh, Vegas Golden Knights scout, and I was thinking, wow, that's the only scout that I saw in the building, a Vegas Golden Knights scout. What do you suppose he was looking for? I think some young guys with uh, entry-level contracts to try to make the salary cap thing offset <laughs> with what they have to deal with in Vegas when Jack Eichel comes back. Well. I, uh, you know, I was just talking to my son earlier about Georgiev, that tonight was a showcase type of a start. It's a back-to-back, but really it's a showcase for a team like Edmonton who might be looking for goaltender because Georgiev is definitely a better goaltender than Koskinen. Uh, so he's Georgiev is a 1A, or I mean 1B, 1A, however you want to say it. So he's he could be a starter for a lot of teams in this league. So, you know, look, Vegas comes along. They might want to look at a goalie like that. Helps with the salary cap. Riley Smith goes the other way, you know. 
it could it could be a, a pleasant trade. Uh, now there's more <laughs> hate mail coming from Vegas. You you you're just suggested that they trade Riley Smith. Oh my goodness, Rob, they're they're shooting darts at you right now. <laughs> well, you could check any Vegas publication. Zimbin.com. I know. I know. They all talk I, about I'm the money. Bad, I'm giving you a bad time, but Riley <laughs> Smith, man, he's one of the best two-way players in hockey, and they have him. Oh goodness, to lose him would really be a, a blow, I think, to Vegas because he does so much, not only uh, five on five, but in special teams, and he's a great, great face-off guy. Um, okay, so quickly we'll run through this, and then we'll get to Aaron here in just a minute. Um, Vegas, 45 points. Anaheim, second still, still. 41 points. Uh, Calgary, 40. Edmonton, 38. Los Angeles, 37. San Jose, 35. Vancouver, 35. That tells me, Rob, that the top seven teams in the Pacific Division are separated by 10 points. That's uh, parity for you. Yeah, how's, uh, that, how's that for math, too? Pretty good, uh, huh? Very good <laughs> on the fly. And I, I, I noticed how you didn't add Seattle to it because that would be adding 11. <laughs> yeah I, i'd have to i can't do that uh anyway so seattle brings up the uh, number eight spot uh the uh, newest franchise in the nhl with 24 points uh the other two teams in our coverage area of course colorado getting back at it uh 38 points uh, they trail the st louis blues uh with 43 nashville 42 and minnesota with 40 who just had the outdoor game in one of the coldest if not the coldest ever outdoor games uh, Rob, I don't know if you heard this, but they had to warm the ice in Minnesota. And we'll, we'll ask Aaron about that because he's a good Minnesota guy. But they had to warm the ice in the outdoor game. Um, not happening in L.A., is it? No. No, no, no. Uh, in fact, uh, they were talking about uh, the Vegas, the outdoor game, that they worry about if, they're gonna, if the ice will be good enough. Uh, and not going to be warming it in Vegas either. <laughs> Well, it hadn't been. It was. It was pretty. It was pretty darn cold. It was in the forties when I was there, uh, for just before New Year's. So oh, come on, I was in Colorado. Where I was in the negatives. No, no, no. no <laughs> and Aaron, no. Aaron, and I can both tell you from Minnesota that uh, if it's not negative thirty, it, it's still not bad. <laughs> yeah, but as I as I tweeted out earlier, I live in California for a reason. <laughs> nice and, nice. and so does california at that <laughs> uh yeah i hear you uh, okay and the arizona coyotes uh still struggling six wins 21 losses uh three uh overtime losses uh overtime games overtime points i should say and 15 points so the, the coyotes trying to get it together we all knew what they would be up against um it, it's a struggle uh but they're they're hanging in there they're fighting they're trying to be competitive and trying to get better every day so We'll go with that. Um, we'll talk about the AHL uh, at the end of the show. Uh, but right now, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's see if we can connect with our, uh, our special guest tonight, the former president and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes, Aaron Cohen, is going to join us in a tribute to number 94, Matt Schott. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded.
If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, and we're back, and uh, this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, Rob, if you can take it and just kind of give a quick rundown of, rundown of the age. I think we're going to have Aaron coming on the phone, so uh, he'll be able to uh, – uh, we I'll be able to communicate with them. I'll have to relay questions from you if that works. So uh, that's the way we'll try to pull it off here in just a minute. So uh, if you can take it for a minute, I will try to connect with Aaron and be right back on. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So we're talking about the American Hockey League Pacific Division. Uh, the Stockton Heat will start off uh, as far as the standings go. Uh, Stockton Heat are leading the Pacific Division with 41 points. Uh, Ontario Reign with 33. So, so a little separation starting with the Stockton Heat and the Ontario Reign. Uh, the Henderson Silver Knights uh, creeping up on the Ontario Reign, only two points behind in third place with 31 points. Uh, the Colorado Eagles, uh, 29 points in fourth place. And the newest franchise, Abbotsford, is in fifth place with 23 points. They've uh, been creeping up a little bit, six and four in their last 10. Uh, playing some good hockey there in Abbotsford, uh, Canada. And then San Jose, sixth in the division with 23 points, tied with Abbotsford. But they've played 26 games versus Abbotsford's 22. Abbotsford has been hit hard with COVID. Uh, and then to round out the uh, bottom three, Tucson, Bakersfield, and the Gulls. Uh, 22, 22 points for the uh, runners and Condors, and the goals have 19. Uh, we want to talk about COVID. COVID is uh, affecting Rob, every team. Yes. I hate to cut in on you, but I do have Aaron on the line. Good. So Perfect. without further ado, let's bring on uh, Aaron Cohen. Like I said, you're going to have to ask your questions to me, uh, and then we'll try to uh, relay them to Aaron. Uh, he should be able to hear him. You should be able to hear him, but we'll go from there, okay? Sounds good. I will let you kick it off. Uh, All welcome. right. Welcome, Aaron. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is a special show for us tonight for a number of reasons. But first and foremost, uh, I have the former president and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes and uh, just an overall great guy because he's the Minnesotan. Let's just go that way. I've got Aaron Cohn with us. Aaron, you got Scott and Rob with you tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, guys, it's my pleasure to be with you. And, and Scott, thank you so much for everything you do for hockey in Arizona and uh you know, it's great, uh, great to talk some hockey and, and great to talk about a uh, you know, great person in uh, Matt Schott. Yeah, you know what? As, as soon as I heard about the passing of Matt, um, obviously I was in Colorado at the time and, and Coach Powers was relaying uh, thoughts and, and we were relaying thoughts and prayers as he took a turn for the worse. And we all hoped that it wouldn't go the way it did. Um, unfortunately life is, is that way. And the first person I thought of, Aaron, was you. I don't know why, but I, I think it's because – you had such a profound impact on uh, the grassroots level of hockey with 
Lindsey Fry and Matt Schott and the direction that you were uh, taking things with the Arizona Coyotes. So uh, if you can, tell us a little bit about when you met Matt and uh, what he meant to you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, it's just heartbreaking hearing uh, the news and, and uh, you know, seeing what's, what's transpired over the past week or so um, with Matt. Um, so when I first joined the Coyotes, I, I joined as their, their lawyer uh, before I became CEO and uh, got to know Matt in that capacity and just, you know, immediately knew him as just a thoughtful, caring person, somebody that was very, you know, passionate about um, about hockey here. And, you know, eventually as I, I grew with the organization and took on a leadership role, um, you know, something that was very important for me was making sure that everybody in this Arizona community knew about our sport and knew about our team. And, you know, we were just getting, you know, at its simplest level, just getting sticks and pucks in everybody's hands. And, you know, we used to have this mantra of, you know, we don't want a single kid or person in Arizona to not hear and and be affected in some way, shape or form by this organization. And, you know, Matt embodied that, hustle grassroots mentality more so than anybody that I've ever come across. And I'm sure anybody that I ever will come across, um, just, he lived, breathed, sleep, slept, he loved hockey in this state. And he was just so committed to making this better and growing the game. And, you know, a, a, kind of a, a small anecdotal story about him that, you know, really stands with me. And, you know, over the past week, I've been thinking about him a lot and, uh, you know, thinking about what he meant to me and, and to my family and to uh, to everybody in Arizona uh, and certainly everybody that was involved in the hockey ecosystem. And, you know, I remember this really vividly. This was uh, maybe three or four years ago, um, right around the holiday times, we got a call. Uh, I got a call from my counterpart with the Nashville Predators. And they said, and, and it, you know, in, in hockey circles, it's kind of a custom to, you know, even if people aren't kind of, you know, like players or coaches under a contract is kind of custom to reach out to the opposing team or, you know, another team and say, hey, we want to interview one of your people and get permission. And, you know, usually it's it's granted unless, you know, for some reason, you know, somebody wants to be an obstructionist, which you know, is kind of silly in, in, you know, a sport like this. But, uh, but still, uh, you know, they reached out and they said, we want to talk to uh, Matt about, you know, coming on board and doing something similar in Nashville. And, you know, my heart kind of sank because he was so pivotal to, pivotal to what we were doing. You know, but ultimately, I wanted him to be happy and I wanted him to, you know, do what was in his best interest. So, you know, we sat down. He sat down in my office and I told him that Nashville wanted to talk to him. And, uh, you know, I, I was excited for him and excited for him to explore this opportunity. And I said, look, I don't, don't want to block you or anything. I want what's best for you. Um, so why don't you go out there and you know, if it's what you want, then, you know, you have my full support. And, you know, if it's not, then, you know, let's, let's, uh, you know, go all in here. And, you know, he went and, you know, secretly I was, I was crossing my fingers because I, I knew how much he meant to us. Uh, so he goes out on that trip and then he comes back and he sits in my office and he goes, look, Aaron, you know, and, and look, I mean, we dealt with a lot, you know, I mean, I know you've covered it for a long time and, you know, all the trials and tribulations of the coyotes and, you know, certainly, you think about, you know, where things are at now and not having a home and, you know, what's, what's going to happen to the franchise. And, you know, you have all these existential challenges and you look at Nashville and at this time, this was, you know, Nashville was competing in the Stanley cup and, you know, they had the all-star game and they're a premier brand. Nashville's a really cool city. Um, and, you know, they had all these things going for them. And he came back and he said in my office and he said, this is my home. I turned them down because I want to be here with you and I want to make this thing great here in Arizona. And I want every kid in Arizona to be exposed to hockey. And, you know, I, I, I have to be honest, I teared up a little bit and uh, gave him a big bear hug and, you know, just said, I love you and, and let's do this together. And, uh, you know, it's just, that's the type of person that he was. He was just so committed to making it great here and said, uh, said to have lost him. Boy, yeah, that is uh, that is a great story, Rob. Do you have a question that I can relay to Aaron? Uh, well, I, in what he was talking about, my cousin's daughter Lila plays for uh, the Katina uh, hockey program, and talked glowingly about Matt, and talked about uh, the fact that Lindsay and Matt were the two that really grew the girls' game of hockey in the Phoenix area, 
and as as his Matt's boss, how does it you know how does it feel to to hear uh, like people that you never even met talking how great of the program it is? Okay, uh, Aaron, I'll see if I can get this. Uh, 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 Rob, Rob lives out in Southern California, but uh, he's got a cousin that has a uh, a daughter that plays. Uh, in the Chinas program, and Matt was a big reason why she got started along with Lindsey Fry, and obviously you worked very close with that. But if you can, uh, tell us a little bit about how the, the Kachina program got started. And uh, I know those two worked their tails off, but uh, they needed a little help from the Coyotes in order to be able to do it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. And, and you know, also, I mean, let me, let me say something about Lindsey Fry and, and, you know, kind of tied into – you know, once again, a uh, representation of, you know, just how great a person Matt Schott is. You know, Matt growing up here and, and being involved with hockey, you know, for a very long time, you know, he'd known Lindsay since, since they were little kids and, you know, really kind of grew up together and were engaged in, you know, hockey in Arizona together. And, you know, Matt had been with our organization for a while. And right when I became CEO, I, I sat down, you know, Lindsay was somebody that, you know, historically, it had some touch points with the organization, but not a real, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, significant role or, or position, you know, certainly wasn't employed by us. Um, and, you know, I, I knew of her. And, you know, one of the things I was doing was sitting down with people that you know, I wanted to meet and, you know, find ways that we could collaborate on things and, and work together. So I remember sitting down with Lindsay, and I was just so inspired by her story and you know, the person she was and you know, what she cared about. And, you know, similar to Matt, um, you know, Lindsay is a person that had a lot of different opportunities around the world and, you know, some not even in hockey, but just really good, you know, Harvard grad, and you know, MBA from ASU. And, and uh, you know, I said, you know, what, what is it that makes you tick? Why are you here? What do you want to do with your life? And she said, you know, I want to be right here. I want to make hockey great in Arizona. I believe it can work. And, uh, you know, once again, just like when I was talking with Matt, I mean, my eyes just lit up and I said, you know, look, I'm not going to waste time talking to HR people or anything like that. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm hiring you on the spot. I want you, we'll find a role for you because I need you. I need you to help me with this. And, uh, you know, one of the things was, you know, she was going to come in and do something somewhat similar to what Matt was doing. And, you know, it's just a testament to how great of a teammate Matt was. Um, you know, sometimes people get territorial in life, right? And and they say, look, that's my area of expertise and I don't want somebody else coming in here. And, you know, I, I went down and I sat with Matt and I told him, hey, you know, we're going to bring on Lindsay. I think she can really help us. And you know, it's just such a testament to how great of a teammate Matt was where, you know, he didn't complain. He didn't say, well, you know, she going to do x and i'm gonna do y or what's that look like i mean he just said he was so happy he goes this is the best day ever you know let's uh <laughs> let's get after it now we have more resources and you know one of the things that i tasked him with is i said let's come up with some innovative ways and, and creative solutions that we could grow hockey and, and connect with new fans that we haven't previously and one of the things that they came to us with was the kachinas program they had this idea for the kachinas program and we just kind of launched the the throwback Kachina, if you remember, we started I doing do. the third jersey and all of that. And, and you know, it's such a popular, you know, jersey and the fans really enjoyed that. And, you know, they said, why don't we call it the Kachinas and let's get girls involved. And it really fit with our, you know, core strategy of broadening our, our fan base and people exposed to hockey. But they said, look, you know, it's struggling. And, and you know, to make this work, we need some financial contributions. And, uh, you know, they came and said, you know, is this something where the Coyotes can participate in this significant way? And I said, hell yeah, hell yeah, they can participate. <laughs> let's go. And, uh, you know, but it was really a testament to their work and hard work because they said, look, I, what, what I don't want us to do is, you know, I don't want us to just throw around money at something that, that doesn't, you know, works for like six months or a year and then it fails. Let's put together a business plan and make sure that this could be successful and sustainable for a very long time. And, you know, I was so impressed with what they put together. And, you know, it's not just a, a business plan. It's also the passion that I saw behind both of them. I mean, these are people that were just committed day in and day out to, to growing this thing, and they've done a phenomenal job. And, you know, I certainly look at it now with a, 
with a lot of pride with what they've accomplished because you know I think that this is going to have a great legacy on the or a great legacy on Arizona Arizona hockey for a very long time. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Let me throw out a quick story, if I can, to you about Matt Schott. The first time that I met Matt was uh, shortly after I'd founded this company and started uh, to do things. I met with uh, another Lindsay. I met with uh, <laughs> Lindsay. Um, gosh, why am I losing her last name right now? With the uh, the ASU Sun Devils. And uh, she was starting the women's program at ASU. And I said, Lindsay, I want to sit down and visit with you. And uh, And she said, Okay, you can, but she said, I really want you to meet somebody. And she she introduced me to Matt, and I'd heard about Matt Chop, but I'd never met him personally. And we sat down, and he was real quiet and and didn't really uh, know what to say. And she said, I want you to talk to Matt because he was inspirational and helped me get this off the ground. And uh, and she said, uh, just have a word with him. And I sat down, and before he even said a word, I could see it. His heart was beating. His eyes were big. Uh, he just couldn't wait to start talking about hockey. And this was a women's program, uh, Aaron, at the time that had like 10, 10 players. And uh, they were getting ready to get going. And uh, Matt, you would have thought, was coaching the uh, the Stanley Cup champions at the time. Uh, it made no difference. He put the same effort in, whether it was uh, a young female or young male or uh, even the moment that he got to coach uh, the Coyotes this last year uh, for a day or two. But um so that's what I saw, that passion. And it, when you talk about growing the game of hockey, whether it be in Arizona or anywhere else, you got to have people that are passionate. And I don't think anybody embodies passion more than Matt Schott. Uh, you, first of all, I love, I love hearing any of these anecdotes and stories about Matt because you know, even though I, I felt like I knew him well, it just you know makes me feel like I know him even better after hearing them. Uh, so, so thank you for that. And, yeah, I mean that—that's what it's all about. I mean, at, 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 like I said, at its fundamental level, it's just about rolling up your sleeves and having passion, and just you know, turning over every rock, and you know, making sure that people are exposed to this great sport. I know, you know, you've been a part of this sport, and and uh, you know, in this state and in this region for a very long time as well, and you know, you know how passionate people are here for it. But you know, that doesn't just happen. You don't just flip a light switch, and all of a sudden, you have these. You know, youth hockey players playing hockey, and you know, building up, building up a great hockey ecosystem. That happens with a lot of hard work, and and you know, I don't think anybody has done that better than Matt. And you know, there's a reason why. You know, I forgot to mention that you know the Predators wanted to do that. You know, a couple years later, the or actually maybe a year later, the Vegas Knights reached out too. This is after their opening season. And, you know, they wanted to talk to me, too. And I said, oh, here we go again. And you got to remember, I mean, that, I mean, the Knights, I mean, damn, like, you know, if, if Bill Foley would have called me up and, you know, <laughs> said, hey, we want you to be the president over here, that'd be a hard, you know, I'd, I'd have to think about that very hard. Um, so, you know, I was kind of expecting Matt to leave. He didn't even want to take an interview on that one. He just said, no, you know, we're, we're, we're good. You know, I, I, I want to build hockey here. And, and uh, you know, I thought, wow, this guy really loves it here and really is committed to making it work and you know that's the kind of person that you just dream you know as, as a president running an organization i don't care what organization it is now is the kind of person that you dream about that you wish you know every employee was like him and just had that passion waking up and just saying i want to leave the world better today than where i found it this morning and uh you know just incrementally every single day getting better exposing more and more people to hockey just doing a really good job in his craft and, and, you know, I'm just, you know, just, I, I can't speak highly enough about, you know, how special of a person he was. And, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll say this other thing too, that, you know, it's just, I think it embodies just him as a person and how much empathy he had for others and how much he cared for others. Um, this is after I left the organization, uh, this is over the summer and, you know, the, the ownership and leadership, had, you know, made a decision to, you know, with the, with the pandemic and, you know, finances and stuff, uh, furlough and lay off a number of employees. And, you know, I found out that Matt had been, you know, after that, been hosting uh, laid off and furloughed employees for weekly pizza nights at his house in his garage just to, yeah. you know, take care of them and, you know, make them feel a part of a community still. And, you know, I, I heard that and it just once again brought tears to my eyes because just such a special person who cared so much about others. You know, Aaron, and, and somebody on our chat bar on the podcast just said, check out Matt's national ranking. 
and and they're talking about his ability to coach too because uh, he did such a great job of coaching. And I know uh, probably on his last night, I may I may have this slightly wrong, but I saw something on Twitter that uh, that the team had said we're going to play this game for you, coach. And he said, um, I'm, I'm breaking up a little bit myself on this one, but he said, you never play for me. You play for yourselves. You play to win the game. Um, just go do it. And, and I may have the wording a little bit wrong on that, but I think you get the point that, that Matt was a fantastic hockey coach as well as a person and a developer of the game. Yeah, he, he really knew his stuff. And, and I love talking hockey with him. And I, I remember seeing that same tweet out there and uh, you know, tear up again. I, I've been crying a lot, you know, recently, just, just thinking about him and, and, you know, all these great stories. But, yeah, I mean, he, he really – you know, it wasn't just a guy that said, here's a stick, go out and play some hockey. He was the guy that really knew his game and, you know, was competitive. You know, he was a great competitor and loved hockey, was very knowledgeable about hockey and, you know, wanted to put Arizona for the teams he coached. You know, I, I think we all have this chip on our shoulder, right, of, of, you know, Arizona, you know, and hockey and, you know, people, you know, in the northern states not taking us seriously. And, you know, Matt wanted to say, you know, to hell with that. Let's go out there and show them that, you know, we have the best, you know, 12-year-old or 11-year-old or 15-year-old girls team in the entire nation. And, you know, really conveyed that to, you know, his uh, the, his teams that he coached. And, you know, it was just beautiful to see. And, you know, I think you've seen that swagger develop with youth hockey in Arizona where, you know, we've, we've beaten a lot of great teams from, you know, a lot of, you know, quote-unquote hockey states out there. And, uh you know, like I said, it's all it's all a testament to his hard work and his commitment and, you know, his swagger and, and knowing that we're better than them. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a big celebration of life going on. Uh, I thought it was very fitting that uh, the Coyotes had it at uh, or will have it at Gila River Arena. Um, I'm going to let Rob tell our listeners a little bit about the Memorial Fund, too. And and then we'll get right back into this, Aaron. OK. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... For anybody that wants to donate in Matt's honor to the Matt Shot Memorial Hockey Development Fund, you can visit ArizonaCoyotes.com backslash shot, S-H-O-T-T, uh, and you can uh, donate there. Uh, it's, uh, I'm sure it will do well because uh, he meant so many much to many kids. Uh, he coached, I think, the 14U and was an assistant for the 16 AAUs. Uh, so he did a lot of coaching as well as uh, running the program as well. Yeah, and uh, Aaron, just for your knowledge, what uh, what Rob was saying is uh, the, he gave out the memorial fund, how they can uh, the donate to that as well. And I, I know, um, you know, uh, your your role with the Coyotes was, I just, uh, I felt for you, but yet I envied you because I watched what you did to try to grow the, uh, the program from the grassroots level. But then you talk about what you had to go through with Leighton Arcado and and going with her and and now Lindsay's doing of course the uh the uh um, skate for Layton or skating for Layton and uh and we know how Matt loved Layton as well it's it's just uh I don't know what the right word is it, it's sad but yet it's fitting kind of that those two were put together like that right yeah I mean it's just it's, it's heartbreaking um you know especially for for uh you know, somebody like Lindsay Fry, you know, who's so close with Leighton and also so close with Matt. And you know, I saw, I don't know if you or your listeners have seen this, there's this beautiful picture out there. Um, you know, I'm not sure who drew it. I think it's a friend of Carly Accardo's, uh, you know, uh, Leighton's mother. Um, but it's a picture of Leighton and Matt holding hands in heaven. And, you know, it's just uh, really moving. And, and uh, you know, I hope everybody gets an opportunity to see that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I remember it really vividly, like, like it was yesterday. Um, I remember one of the, one of the little girls that, that Matt was coaching. Um, I remember it was over the summer, um, I found out that she had cancer and, uh, you know, Matt and, and Lindsay immediately notified me and, uh, you know, really, you know, Leighton became a part of our family and, uh, you know, I saw everything that, that Matt you know, was doing for her and just how much he was caring about her and, and, you know, bringing her around. And, you know, I have such fond memories of, you know, being with both of those uh, two in the tunnel and, you know, seeing the smile on, on Leighton's face when she was high-fiving the players and, 
you know, our old coach Tockett was coming by and she was rubbing his head, his bald head for good luck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just seeing that smile as well. And, you know, those are, those are memories that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. Um, but, you know, it's just, you know, heartbreaking what this Arizona hockey community has endured, uh, you know, with, with, with the two of them. But, you know, I mean, if, if you're somebody that has faith and, you know, believes, uh, you know, that, that there's a you know, greater place for us out there, um, you know, I think that we all, you know, can sleep easy knowing that the two of them are together and they're probably playing hockey and they're watching, you know, all the, all the young kids in Arizona playing hockey and they're smiling uh, you know, every single day that they get to see more and more of them playing hockey. You know, you know this better than than I do because you were a lot closer to Leighton uh, and Matt. But um, I, every picture I saw, every time I saw them anywhere, uh, both of them, they were always smiling. Uh, they never complained about what what uh, cards they were dealt in their life or uh, what they'd gone through or anything like that. They were always smiling, and I got a feeling that's the way they were around uh, around you as well. I, you know, now that you bring that up, I don't know if I ever saw Matt upset about something. And yeah, you know, I used to tell people, you know, the one thing that you can control is your attitude and having a positive outlook on things and just, you know, optimism and being positive about the future. And, you know, there's a lot of obstacles that we all face. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that Matt, you know, faced everything, you know, before uh, his illness and then, you know, after his illness and going through that, you know, he just, you know, everything was done with a smile on his face. Even, you know, the two of us were texting. I just, you know, was, was shocked. I mean, he was sending me text messages, you know, I, I think, you know, the day that he passed and, and, you know, it's just breaks your heart to think about that, but just, you know, such a caring person and just was always thinking about others and, you know, they'll, you know, I can safely say there's never going to be another Matt shot, um, you know, just, you know, or, or a Leighton Accardo. Um, you know, the two of them just, uh, you know, just having such a positive outlook on life and just being happy. And, you know, I think about them all the time. You know, and I got one more uh, story slash comment, if, if I can. Um, sure. You know, when I first met Matt, people were telling me, uh, I was asking uh, and it's Lindsay Ellis. Uh, shame on me for not knowing Lindsay Ellis's name. Uh, but anyway, uh, Lindsay Ellis, the coach at uh, the ASU women's program, and she told me that uh, she was giving me a little back on the match. She goes, you know, uh, he lost his dad to cancer, and his dad was a really big part of hockey in Arizona. And I started digging into that for some research just to find out. And I, I thought, you know what? How come this young man, at that time he was in his 20s, and I was going, like, how come this young man – uh, endure what he endured and and still be so confident and so happy and so positive, everything that you can find out. And as I got to talk to Matt more and more, um, it was uh, it was just evident that uh, it was just in his spirit and in his blood. And, and then I remember uh, the a, a couple of years ago, um, the uh, professional women's group came to play at the uh, Coyotes um, alumni. And uh, Matt was there, and, and he had a big smile on his face at Oceanside, and it was cold in there. <laughs> and and, and uh, he said he said to me, he goes, do you want to talk to anybody? And, and Shane Doan at that time was playing. I said, yeah, I want to talk to Shane. So uh, he goes, yeah, no problem. And he brought Shane over to me, and the introduction he gave me about Shane uh, was like I'd never met him before. And I'm going like, I, I know who Shane is, uh, Matt, but, but thanks for that. And uh, I just wanted to throw this out that uh, this weekend, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but Shane's son, uh, Josh, who plays for Arizona State, uh, decided to change his number from 91 to 94 for the rest of the season. And, and I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked, uh, Aaron, if he made that change permanently because uh, he's just such a, a class act. And uh, Matt met so much to him as well. And I know he meant a lot to Shane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I did see that, and that was such a you know wonderful gesture by Josh. And and uh, you know, I think it's you know I was kind of thinking about it as it occurred when when that news came out, and you know I was thinking just how you know everything's tied together, and how you know I mean in a large part, I mean the reason that we have ASU hockey, and it's such an elite school, and now they're going to have a great. Uh, uh, new new arena for their hockey team and you know I think we're going to start winning national titles in short order here with coach Powers and the whole crew there but um, you know it's just a testament to 
you know, how much hockey is, has grown um, and evolved in this state and in this community, um, you know, seeing what ASU has done. And, you know, a lot of that, you know, has Matt shot, you know, uh, all over it. Um, you know, one, one thing that you touched on earlier with, with, uh, you know, Matt's father passing, um, you know, we kind of developed a special bond because uh, yeah, I think Matt's father passed away in 2015 and then a year later, uh, my father passed away too. And, you know, it was really hard on me. And, you know, my, my dad and I were really close. And, uh, you know, even at the time, you know, I'm in this leadership role. And, and uh, you know, I really, you know, Matt was one of the first people that reached out. And, you know, there's, it's kind of a special bond that people have. I mean, it's, you know, losing, losing a parent or, uh, you know, loved one uh, like that at a young age. Nobody really knows how to talk about it or deal with it unless you've experienced it as well. And, you know, Matt really, you know, hell, was, uh, you know, somebody that I could talk to and really open up to in a real, you know, an authentic way, um, like, like I couldn't with a lot of folks and, you know, forever be, you know, tied through that and, you know, that special bond. But, you know, it's just once again, the, the type of person that he was to reach out and, you know, have empathy for me and what I was going through. So, you know, he'll, he'll certainly be missed. Um, I got, I got to say one other thing though, because we, we, uh, you know, it's it so wonderful to share memories of Matt and everything that he, he did for hockey. Um, you know, one thing is, you know, he's not only a hockey guy, he's a hell of a marketing genius too. <laughs> is he um, ever? <laughs> well, so, so one of the things that we wanted to do on a grassroots level, I was getting very frustrated because you know, you go out in town and, you know, we're, you know, at that time there was so many, you, you remember, I mean, there's so oh, much buzz about this organization and excitement about this organization. We were winning hockey games. We we're doing a lot of great things. And, you know, I got frustrated because, you know, you go out, meet, uh, you know, for meetings or whatever, you're driving around Scottsdale, you're driving around Tempe, you know, you're seeing all these bars and restaurants and they have, you know, Diamondbacks flags or, you know, Suns flags up or, you know, some teams that aren't even in Arizona. And, you know, I remember going to this bar, it's since closed down, but it was called the Arcadia Tavern in Arcadia and uh, kind of a fun little sports bar. I remember walking in and you have, you know, all the Chicago stuff and, you know, they have, you know, a Jeremy Roenick jersey hanging on the walls. And, you know, it was one time we had a road game. And, you know, they're playing, you know, the, the stars versus the blues or something like that. And they're not even playing our game. And, you know, I just got very frustrated. I said, look, we have to find a way, kind of this grassroots mentality, just like everything, Matt, that you're doing for, for growing hockey. We have to take the same mindset to just getting, you know, being present in this community. And what we came up with was the, this idea called the bar program. And, you know, our, our, proposition was very simple we said look here's what we're going to do we're going to give you jerseys we're going to give you flags banners coyotes stuff all this other stuff we don't want you know big sponsorship checks we'll take them we're not going to turn them down but that's <laughs> not why we're doing this we're doing this because we want to be present and we want people to see our brand around town and we want to generate this excitement so all we ask is play our games on tv wear our stuff put our stuff on the wall and, and have at it and I, I gave Matt that assignment and I said, look, nobody understands the grassroots mindset in this community better than you. And if anybody's going to be effective in building this out and cultivating this, it's going to be you. And the excitement and the passion that he generated for that was, was the same passion that he had for coaching hockey and growing hockey, just because he cared about, you know, this brand and this team and making it great and, and doing everything he could to, you know, every single day, make it just a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I'll just forever remember him as just being such a versatile, positive person who just, you know, was so passionate about doing a great job with whatever he did. And, and here we go, because I've been telling everybody that Aaron Combe was the best grassroots grower of the game that I ever <laughs> saw in Arizona. And it was really Matt shot, wasn't it? <laughs> it was all Matt. Matt. Matt deserves all the credit. Uh, his, his sidekick Lindsey Fry was involved in that too, so she gets some credit too. And you know he would be laughing right now at that if I, if he heard that because he'd think that was a great one. Uh, Rob, do you have one final one for Aaron that I can relay? Well, it's not really a question, but it's more of the impact that Matt had. I didn't get a chance to meet Matt, never knew Matt, uh, but my cousin just can't stop texting, and it's great stuff. I love it. Uh, my cousin, her daughter. Uh, taped her stick in purple with 94 and put 94 on her stick. Uh, it's just 
the impact that he had on the community and on girls hockey uh, is so understated because I can't tell you like, how effusive she's been with, with gushing about Matt because he impacted all the girls at that uh, Katina program. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Aaron, uh, Rob was just saying that uh, he just couldn't believe the impact that Matt had, especially again on his cousin and the Kachinas program with them taping their six purple and, and putting the number 94 on them. And uh, it just, uh, just how big of an impact. Um, I want to share another funny story. You might, I know you know this probably, but uh, I will throw it out there anyway. But I used to watch him uh, at different places. I'd be at a rink, whether it be Oceanside or uh, any one of the other rinks around town, and I'd be in there doing something. And all of a sudden, Matt would come in, and he'd be he'd be carrying loads of jerseys or sticks or something uh, for the rink. And uh, sometimes he would come in, and it would look like he had hadn't slept in weeks. Um, and I'm unloading this truck for different things. So, so I'll never forget that. And I'll also never forget the impact he made in floor hockey and, uh, and outdoor roller hockey, because he was always bringing sticks and pucks and, and everybody had to learn to play. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he didn't discriminate between the form of hockey. As long as there was a stick in your hand, it could be ball hockey, roller <laughs> hockey, ice hockey. He just was smiling knowing that people were playing this great sport and, you know, look, I mean, that's that's something that I think he did a tremendous job of, of pushing was was roller hockey and, and street hockey. Um, you know, people so often just focus on the ice hockey component. But, you know, our, our mindset was, you know, the more people that are out there playing and being healthy and, you know, kids, you know, getting involved in something positive and a great team sport, whether they're doing that at recess with ball hockey or they're, you know, skate, lacing up the skates and playing ice hockey. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the challenges that, you know, I think everybody in, in you know, North America, really the whole world really faces is, uh, you know, ice hockey is expensive. And as you guys know, I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, parents, you know, are, are paying a lot of money for their kids to be involved in traveling hockey and traveling all over the country and ice time and those early morning skates. And, and uh, uh, you know, Matt's vision was, you know, let's just get people involved any way we can. Um, you know, even if they're playing street hockey, um, you know, that's still, you know, a way to participate with our great sport. And he was so passionate about it. Aaron, thanks so much for taking some time. I, I knew when I reached out to you, I, I had my fingers crossed that you'd say yes, because I knew you'd have uh, uh, lots of ties to Matt. And I think you articulated them very, very well. I want to say this publicly. I know I've told you this pro uh, privately in tweets, but, the job that you did in that short tenure with the, the Coyotes was phenomenal. And uh, for those that don't know, Aaron's not the big hockey guy. You didn't grow up in northern Minnesota playing hockey, did you? No, no. I grew up in Minnesota, so hockey country, but I was the one guy in Minnesota that didn't play much hockey. Uh, I grew up playing a lot of basketball and football and uh, occasionally would get out on the, on the ponds to play a little street hockey, but I was terrible at it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I ended up going to college in Maine and, you know, another big uh, hockey powerhouse at Bowdoin College. And then, you know, you find your way to the desert and, and uh, you know, it's just such a great game. I've always loved it and, uh, you know, so honored and, and privileged to, you know, play a role that I did with the Coyotes. I was actually, I didn't, I didn't really talk about this a lot. I was, my wife and I were season ticket holders before <laughs> I uh, joined the Coyotes, actually. Nice. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun just seeing, you know, the team and, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, hopeful that hockey's here to stay. And, and, uh, um, you know, I know that there's been some, some tough times recently and, and, you know, I hope that, you know, that everybody can get things back on track and, you know, it sounds like maybe there's an arena announcement, uh, you know, from, from what they said a few months ago, maybe there's something coming, you know, by the end of 2021 or now, you know, maybe in January in 2022 here. So hopefully, uh, you know, hockey's here for the long haul because it's such a great sport and, you know, this community really embraces it and cares so much about this team and, and this uh, great sport of hockey. Well, Aaron, you took the time to sit down with me um, for our five-year anniversary when we kicked it off about two and a half years ago, and I'll never forget that. Uh, I hope I can always call you a friend, and I hope I can always lean on you whenever I need something because uh, you're a great man, great person, and uh, hockey, hockey or not, my friend, uh, we'll always be friends. Oh, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. And, and thank you so much for everything you do, uh, you know, for hockey in this community. I mean, it's, it's really a testament to the, you know, the work that you put in and, and uh, 
you know, telling the story of hockey for everybody in this entire area. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for, you know, giving me an opportunity and a privilege to talk about Matt Schott and, you know, the legacy that he lives on, or leaves, leaves on everybody in this entire community. And I think that, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, incredibly proud to know him and incredibly, uh, you know, thankful that you gave me this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you. That's uh, the former uh, president CEO of the Arizona Coyotes, uh, Aaron Cohn, with us. We thank Aaron for his time. Uh, Rob and I will be right back to wrap up another episode of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly in two minutes. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Indeed it is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always Rob Rothbard from Southern California. And Rob, you know the drill by now. Every time we have a guest on, uh, this was a tough one for you because you weren't able to uh, to get the questions across. Uh, and our apologies for that when sometimes we have technical things that just don't work. But um, just your thoughts on what you heard from Aaron. Uh, passion. Uh, the love the love you had from Matt. I mean, uh, it's just pouring in. I mean, I was, I was reading an article uh, in the – uh, Arizona Gazette, I think it was, uh, if that's even the paper. Uh, but Kristen Rich, uh, Richards, I think it is, right, from the Coyotes. Uh, he was talking about uh, uh, Kristen Fisher. Sorry, Kristen Fisher was yeah, talking Kristen about Fisher. Yep. scoring scoring a goal for him, and the Coyotes signing a card for his mom. I mean, it just from from the players to the front office to the program, uh, just the outpouring of love, and you could hear it in his voice. Uh, how much he's going to miss him. And how much he meant to him. Uh, so it's just it's it's heartbreaking. Uh, I mean, so young, uh, and having the best job in the world. I mean, growing the game of hockey, no matter where you are, and the job that he did, he grew the game of hockey. Yeah, he certainly did. I don't know if you saw some of the uh, the quotes from from uh, Rick Tockett, but um, Rick said he, sometimes he would get frustrated uh, coaching and and things would would bother him and. Um, Matt Schott told Rick Tockett, he said, hey, Rick, if you're doing what you love, it's not work. You'll never work a day in your life. So just enjoy what you're doing. And and I think uh, Rick was one of the last people to talk to Matt uh, before he passed. And that just tells you the profound impact on a guy like Rick Tockett, who's done a little bit of everything in the world right. of hockey uh, and to be, you know, be responding to to somebody that was uh, you know, at that point, dying of cancer, which is just a, an awful, awful thing. And and, and like I mentioned, uh, you know, he didn't want his girls to play that, that game in case he might not be there the next day. Uh, he didn't want them to play for him. He wanted to play for them. And right. he taught them that. And he thought, if you don't play for yourselves, uh, then I, I'm not doing my job because that's what, what he thought. And uh, there was just so many things about Matt that, uh, you know, I look back on now and I go, Chad, I wish I could have told you this or or hugged you, or, yeah. or or whatever, and and he he just he never never let it out that he was hurting, and we all knew that he was. I mean, I knew the first time I met him that, gosh, when you lose your dad after a, a fight with cancer, you must be hurting, yeah. and uh, and he just never let that out. And uh, uh, the the hockey world in Arizona is gonna have a hard time 
filling those shoes because those are big shoes. And you heard from Aaron. Uh, he was wanted. Uh, how often do you get, get people in your organization that grow the game of hockey being sought after by Nashville and Vegas? And staying. <laughs> and then turning it down and staying. Right. Yeah, he, lo- he loved it here. I mean, this was indeed his home, and uh, he would have liked nothing better than to see things go the way that he wanted them to go, which was to keep growing. Well, I hope whoever they bring in, uh, it's a great position, uh, continues his legacy and, and really grows the game more. I mean, they were uh, just in my niece, my uh, cousin's division, this three t- girls, 14U travel teams and one developmental team just for 14U. I mean, that's incredible to have that many. Most programs don't have that many, just ha- don't have one 14U. So the fact that he's grown the game in Arizona uh, grassroots-wise is, is just amazing, and I'm sure his legacy will, will carry on. Yeah, and you you heard Aaron mention about the fact that he went out to the local bars and, and brought uh, jerseys and, and uh, flags and whatever to uh, to try to get them to uh, focus on the community. And uh, had he been able to do that, and, and I'm going to give a prop to, to Aaron too because I know he would not he would never say it on his own, but uh, when I had a chance to visit with him, and uh, the video is still up on YouTube from uh, September of 2019, um, Aaron was, was something special. Um, he, he, as he said, he didn't, he, he didn't grow up playing hockey, but he fell in love with the game. And no matter what his job was, and he's a very well-educated and very well, well-versed man um, for him to, uh, to take over a role with the coyotes and, and really want to get to the grassroots level and grow it. Um, they were on a great path uh, until the ownership change came in and uh, COVID hit. And unfortunately he was, uh, one of the guys that was uh, was uh, furloughed, I guess, if you will, uh, from the Coyotes at that point. But, man, he, he's another guy, to me, that's going to have a, a hard time replacing. And and I hope they can, and I wish them the very best. But um, Matt Schott, Lindsey Fry, uh, Aaron Cohen, at one time, they were known as the Coyotes Triangle. Yeah, you, you, you can't teach passion. It, you know, and it's, it's for someone that didn't play the game to have that kind of passion, you know, it just shows you how much he truly loves the game and truly wants that game to grow. And it is in Arizona it and it will continue to grow. Uh, it will grow uh, by leaps and bounds because the game of hockey is a great, game, great sport. I officiate it. I play it. Uh, I love being around it. It's the f- best uh, tournament out there. There's no better tournament out there. Second is probably the NCAA tournament. Uh, but the Stanley Cup playoffs, there's no better trophy to win. And and everybody watches it. Even if you're a casual hockey fan, you watch the Stanley Cup playoffs because yep. it's exciting. Exactly. And, uh, and anytime if you can introduce somebody to a sport, uh, you want to introduce them to hockey first because uh, it keeps their, their mind going there. It, it keeps the action rolling the whole time. There's not timeouts and breaks and uh, and everything. I mean, right now, the, the game, even at the NHL level, goes faster than any other uh, and major professional sport. It's amazing the speed of the game and how fast it's going to continue to get. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I, I'll throw this out. I'm going to have you throw out the Memorial uh, Fund again, but um, Wednesday afternoon, 3 to 5, Gila River Arena. It's open to the public. A celebration of life for Matt Schott. Um, I, I didn't really know how to go about this, and uh, and I thought Aaron would be the guy, and I'm so grateful and so thankful to him for for uh, agreeing to come on and talk about it because I don't know that Aaron's done another interview uh, since his departure from the Coyotes. And I knew that Matt meant a lot to him. And I knew that uh, if there's anybody that he would come on and talk about, it was, uh, it was about Matt shot. So our thanks to Aaron, get out uh, Wednesday, show your support um, for not only the Arizona Coyotes, but hockey in the state of Arizona and uh, truly celebrate the life of Matt shot on Wednesday at Gila river arena from three to 5. PM. Rob, that memorial uh, information again? Yes. For those who would like to donate in Matt's honor to the Matt Schott Memorial Hockey Development Fund, please visit ArizonaCoyotes.com backslash Schott, S-H-O-T-T, and all funds will benefit the Coyotes Youth Hockey Programs in Arizona. And nothing will be putting a smile on uh, Matt Schott's face more than that. So uh, let's continue the uh, the legacy. Let's continue to make it grow. Let's continue to grow the game of hockey. Um, I know it's uh, a new year and we got a change on the billboard, but I'll let you go ahead and read what we got because everybody that's been with us up to this point, we uh, they deserve another shot, especially tonight. Go ahead. All right. 
Well, uh, one more thing about the celebration of life. The attire, jerseys are encouraged. So, yeah, how cool is that? How cool <laughs> is that? So uh, the D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, whether it's the Long Bar or the Andy Amo Steakhouse, we are more than just great gaming action. Book your spot at dd.com by Boost Mobile, where all plans include a mobile hotspot and America's largest 5G network for less. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, where we can provide for all your hockey needs on the ice or in line. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes you to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices, it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than actually eat it. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your, fuel your drive. Refuel your drive with M-Drive. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, and all of Ice, Ice Time Hockey SW's podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Hey Alexa, turn on my ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Resort and Casino, is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. How's the live audience watching your podcast tonight? Uh, they're they're <laughs> fast asleep. Oh, great. <laughs> fast we asleep. asleep. We must be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, FYI, I will be COVID you know, compliant and hopefully everything's uh, testing po- uh, negative on the COVID side. I'll be at uh, T-Mobile Arena on Thursday for the Rangers and the Golden Knights. Oh, I bet you will. <laughs> that, that and, and in LA, when the Kings come to, when the Rangers come to LA, I'll be there as well. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me a bit. All right, take care, my friend. Get your son well. You guys stay well as well. Thank and you, you too. Uh, we'll be back uh, on Monday night for another professional hockey Southwest Weekly. What a great show! Our thanks to Aaron Cohen for taking yeah, time on this uh, busy day to come out. And I know you couldn't hear him, but he said a big thank you to you too for. Uh, for the questions and for being on and uh, inviting him on the show. So just so you know, uh, Aaron did, uh, did remember who you were. <laughs> he well, didn't forget, I, even though he had to hear the relay, but uh, I'm sure people will hear it on the download. Uh, again, uh, we wanted to have him on to talk about Matt shot. It's been, uh, it, you know, it's been a little over a week now and uh, think reality is starting to set in for a lot of people. And I think uh, Wednesday will be an outpouring of hockey fans in the, uh, in the state of Arizona, because if you're talking about somebody 34 years old that could do what he did, um, he deserves it. Absolutely. Absolutely. He did a tremendous job. And I know, like I said earlier, his legacy will carry on. Absolutely. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Tomorrow night, it's, it's uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And of course, Wednesday, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul Hornstein and myself tomorrow night. And of course, Stephen Marsh, myself on Wednesday night. Good night, everybody. Good night.